This is HPR episode 2743 entitled Chuck to Build in the D20 System and is part of the series Information Underground. It is hosted by Klaatu and is about 66 minutes long and carries a clean flag. The summary is Klaatu and Lost in Bronx build an RPG character in the D20 system of Starfinder. This episode of HPR is brought to you by archive.org. Support universal access to all knowledge by heading over to archive.org forward slash donate. Hey everybody, this is Klaatu and with me is... Hi, this is Lost in Bronx. And we are going to uh, walk through character creation of an RPG character. The idea is to convey the the generic process of building an RPG character. But of course, every game is unique. And so it just so happens that the rule system we're going to be using is Starfinder, based on... I I would say Starfinder actually is pretty loosely based on D&D 3.5. It has strayed quite a bit from, from, I think, what traditionally we would think of as Dungeons & Dragons uh, 3.5. That's the general concept. And I think that by, by hearing us do this, it might help other people who've never built a character figure it out. So the first place that we're starting is page 14 on the Starfinder rulebook. And it depends on what rulebook you're using, obviously, as to what page your character creation guide starts. I think the D&D 5th edition is page 11 or something like that. So it's usually pretty close to the beginning. And uh, we'll start at step 1. So Lost in Bronx, have you considered what your... The Starfinder says to consider your character concept which I feel in old-school D&D, you actually rolled first and then came up with your concept after you saw what you had. But in this, they're trying to say, come up with a concept first and then build your character based on that. Do you have a rough idea of what you want to build? First off, you're not, you're not kidding when you say that this is loosely based on D&D. I mean, you can see the antecedents. You can definitely see that this is a descendant game. But yeah, a character concept is something that was the essentially the last step you came up with or or it was one that you formed as you went along and because so much of the original way you did it was based on chance because you were always rolling dice for your stats and then you had to decide how you know depending on how strict the die rolling that the gm imposed what the the rules that the gm imposed how strict they were you may or may not have had the choice of character class that you wanted let alone the type of character so this is very different very different but if i had to choose something for this game because it is a science fiction game a space opera game i would like to uh create a pilot or something like a pilot, and probably human, because it's my first character in this game, and I want to hit the ground running. I don't want to have to uh, negotiate different racial characteristics just yet. Sure, that sounds good. So in the book, step one is to create a character concept, which is is nice, and I feel like it's a little bit backwards, because I think what we are generally used to as, I guess, in old school D&D is to actually roll your, your, your ability scores first. And in fact, I'm going to propose to you, Lost in Bronx, that we we do indeed do that first, that we roll your ability scores first, because those are the base level. That's what everything else is going to build on. Would you agree? I I would agree. I mean, first off, it's what I'm used to. But secondly, just by the way the rules and the rule book itself is uh, laid out, there's an awful lot of reference to your ability scores and adding bonuses when you don't even have any ability scores yet and it does seem to be a little cart before the horse in that regard so yeah why don't we do that why don't we do that yeah okay i mean you're using pen and paper too i mean yes which is the traditional method i think a lot of modern players are probably going to be using like apps on their cell phones and things like that so maybe that was part of the expectation but they give us three options two or three options to 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 do ability scores you can either take a pre a prefab sort of like law of averages array of numbers, or you can actually roll die. I I can't imagine what you're going to choose here, but what what would you like to do? (laughs) I think I'd like to roll some dice. I mean, why not? What a shocker. I know. I I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's an RPG. Why not? It it, it is. Um, It is. And um, I like to leave at least some of this up to chance. So, okay. So let's, uh, I am using 
a uh, a dice rolling application on a electronic device I have because I don't actually own a set of dice anymore. I used to have plenty. I don't anymore. So I'm going to, um, first off, number of sides, which would be six, and number of dice, which would be three. I assume, or do we want to do four and drop the biggest? I can't do that with this. I always, I've always done four and dropped the the largest. But I mean, if you want to play at three and just take what you get, I'm I'm fine with that. Sounds. That's fun. how I used to play. I used to play. Um, you roll three six sided dice for each stat in a row, and then decide what you can make with that. Yeah. That's yeah. how I always played. Now, this entire system is not designed to run it that way, and I'm not sure I'd be able to do that. So all I'm going to do is get the numbers, and then I'll decide where I'm going to put them. I wouldn't normally do that, but I will for this particular system because it does seem to expect you to completely handcraft the character as opposed to letting chance create the character. So first roll, six. <laughs> I have a seven. Not great, but better. I have a 13. That's kind of nice. I have a 7 again. Another 13. How about that? Two, nice. three, four, five. One more roll. I have a 14. That's my high. So you've got an array of five numbers, correct? Uh, sorry, sorry, six numbers. Six numbers. I have, a, I have an array of six numbers, yeah. Do you want to assign those now, or do you want to start out and figure out like what would be smart? Do you have a... I guess this is where the character concept comes in. We'll just kind of really quickly peek at what this the pilot and human do and it looks like just kind of reading it over it looks like probably and you could probably have guessed this dexterity is probably going to be your key ability like the one that you really want to invest in so like that that 14 is probably what you would want to put there yeah yeah i would think so all right all right score there 14 okay um, and I did say human, and humans get a bonus as well, I believe. Yeah, they're versatile, they're uh, Just because they're human. This, this is actually step two, is choose a race, so we might as well do that. And it looks like on this particular rule book, the humans are on page, what was it, uh, 45. And yeah, it looks like they get a plus two to any one ability. So that's pretty good. You can put that in something. And if we're talking about dexterity being important why not put it there cool so we'll do plus two there all right so that was my 14 let's see be nice to take care of myself in a fight so we're gonna put a 13 there and maybe a 13 in constitution probably smart oh no i actually i think intelligence or maybe wisdom i don't think you're gonna need wisdom all that much as a human pilot maybe not but it helps when it comes to saving throws that is true i think i'm going to put my 13 there for that reason this is kind of your min maxing type of uh, mentality going on here and i i generally i i used to laugh at people that would do that but there there's sometimes some real statistical advantages to it so oh yeah um let's see constitution we'll put a seven there and we'll put a seven in intelligence and our lowest number in charisma as it should be so there we are (laughs) okay what is that a six in charisma is that what that is uh six in charisma okay Missing teeth, I assume. By my reckoning, you have 13 in strength, which is a yes. plus one modifier, because everything's okay. based on two numbers above 10. So you've got one modifier there. Uh, 14 okay. in dex for a two modifier. Okay. Seven in constitution for a minus two modifier. You're going to want to fix that, probably. Um, <laughs> seven in intelligence for a minus two. Wisdom, 13 for a one modifier. And a charisma okay. and six for a negative two modifier. Okay. And those modifiers, of course, I know you know this, but we're going to say it for the audience: is what they would is what you're going to add when you roll a die again, uh, based on those abilities. You'll you'll add that modifier yeah. to your roll or subtract in the case of the negative numbers. So, and by rolling against a a, um, a statistic, we would roll a die and hope to match. Or exceed, I believe, the number. No, you're thinking of old school D&D. Okay. 
well, they got then rid of that in three, in three you have, third edition. So you'll be rolling. You'll be rolling against something. Trying to think of an example. You're trying to impress someone. You'll roll die, and then you will to whatever you rolled. Let's say you roll a, a twelve. Um, mm-hmm. You would add your modifier to that, so that would be a negative two for your charisma. So now yep. you're, you've just rolled a ten effectively. And okay. your success is based on the DC of whatever you are trying to achieve. The DC, okay. And the DC yeah. is difficulty challenge, is it? <laughs> I forget. Difficulty, I sound, DC, it's just well, it's difficulty class, it, difficulty something, yeah. Difficulty. We'll call it just difficulty. Yeah. For the time being. Okay, so that, and that score is based on the difficulty of that particular challenge. And it might be determined by someone else's score maybe their intelligence or yeah. something like that yeah or yeah. the the general difficulty of the situation as determined the situation. by the game master so yeah exactly. or the scenario yeah so yeah okay just trying to trying to keep it clear all right so i have my ability scores and i have my modifiers chosen your race did we did we get everything under the human did we get everything oh well you know what you ought to do is go ahead and jot down that you have four HP for your human. Okay. There'll be more right. later, but but you should at least jot down the four that you get. Okay, I have four HP. Um, also, humans get plus one to the, their ability score. I had a dex of 14. I wanted to put my plus one into dex to make it a 15, but that would go actually, under modifiers. Actually, it's a plus two. It's, it's a plus a, two, actually. I thought it was... No, uh, is it a plus two for being human? Yeah, it says plus two to any one ability. So that's the, that's my plus two that I have under dex, or is that plus two modifier due to it being a 14? Uh, that's the, the... The two there is because it is a 14, so you're going to okay. want to bump that 14 up to 16. To 16, and, okay. Yeah, and then make that modifier a three. Okay, that's pretty good. I mean, yeah, I have some negatives, but... That's a nice. That's a nice score. I don't mind that. Okay. Yeah, I mean that's a great. I mean, plus three to any roll that you do on decks. I mean, that's going to really, really make piloting. You know, I mean, that's going to make you a, a capable pilot for sure. Yeah, I would think so. I would hope so. I think my scores are set now. And then we should also remember that you you're going to get when it, when it comes around to choosing these, you're going to get a bonus feat at first level, and you are okay. also going to choose one more skill rank. Those are in the future, so we'll just have to kind of remember that those are benefits that you get. Made a note of that. As have I, so neither of us will forget to do that at the end. Okay. So the third step, according to the rule book, is to choose a theme. And themes are, I think of them a little bit like... They're not exactly. They're a little bit like kits in the old D&D stuff. I forget what edition that was. I feel like it was second edition, uh, where they kind of had preset skill sets that you could choose. And if you look on page 15 of your rule book, you'll see a, a summary of all the different themes. And one of them is Ace Pilot, but there are others that you could look at if you want. No, I think um, I think we want Ace Pilot for sure. You know, I, I yeah, mean... I mean it, Makes sense. That's kind of, you know, I'm after a pilot. Let's go with Ace Pilot. So my theme will be Ace Pilot. I like that. That's what I'm after. So Ace Pilot, it says it's on page 29, and this should just okay. tell us some benefits that you get. Well, it looks it looks like you get one plus one to a dex for being an Ace Pilot. Okay. Now we're up to 17. Okay, so uh, does this 17 change my modifier? It does not, because modifiers okay. only change every other boost. Uh, but it does say that you have... All right. That one of the benefits of being an ace pilot is that any DC on culture checks in in relation to starships and vehicles and, and things like that, you get to treat as if though they were five less than they actually are. So if you're rolling against a, a culture check, then whatever the GM says the DC is... Uh, then you need to remind the GM, hey, take five off of that because I just have a lot more knowledge about these things. Okay. And would that go under abilities or skills or where? Yeah, strangely, there's not really a place for that. I'll mark it under skills since culture is a skill. Oh, yeah, that's a good idea. Piloting is a class skill for you. So that just means that on the character sheet, just to the... To the left of each, to the big list of all the skills that you could possibly have, you should put a little tick mark or fill in a box or whatever you're looking at to denote that piloting is something that, basically, I think of it as you have training in it. That's kind of how I feel about that. And what that means mechanically is that whenever you roll on piloting, because it is a class skill, as long as you take at least one rank in this skill, you'll get a plus three bonus to whatever you roll. Okay. Which, I mean, that's insane because you've got dexterity plus three and you've got piloting plus three, plus six on your rolls. I think you're going to be a pretty solid pilot. Yeah, that's, I mean, at least on when it comes to dice. Yeah. 
see if I make the right choices when it comes to gaming. Yeah, right, yeah, that's a different story. <laughs> cool, so I think right. that's, that's your theme. You got all that's of, my everything theme. there. Yep, that's yeah. my theme. All right, next up, choose a class. Now, it's kind of weird because you might think, well, piloting is my class, but actually piloting is more like, I guess, I guess it's sort of a, a specialization, whereas your class is, I, I would say, maybe it's more, more like your job. Would you agree with that sort of summary? I'll go with that summary because I don't see a point to having those two things separated myself. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, let's go with your explanation. I like it. Cool. Sounds good. Um, <laughs> so classes, they're, again, summarized on page 15, just under the themes in the big blue box. Mm-hmm. Uh, Envoy, mechanic, mystic, operative, solarian, soldier, and technomancer. Any okay. of those appeal to you? Yes, I think I will go with mechanic. If I'm going to fly okay. a ship, I want to be able to fix it, too. That's actually a really good, yeah, that's a good policy. So we'll switch over to page 68 on the rule book and look at the mechanic class. Right at the top of the page there, you get six stamina points plus your constitution modifier. Okay. That's bad news for you because your constitution modifier is a negative two, so... <laughs> You get four. Okay. You get four stamina points. Okay, so I have four stamina points. That's not bad. Well, it could be better, but it's not bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, good news is you also get six extra hit point, and you already had four for being human, so now you've got a ten, ten total oh, hit points. that's not bad. That is not so bad. So that's not bad. Yeah. yeah. Old yeah. school D&D, you had to... Old school D&D, you had to be a fighter, and you had to... Um, you had you had to roll high, and you had to have a good constitution to get ten yeah. hit points at first level. So yeah, yeah. so yeah, I'll and and so the, the 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 difference between stamina points and hit points too is that stamina points they're a little bit more um, resilient because I mean they they act just like hit points. When people hit you, you you lose a stamina point, but those are refreshed really fairly easily that they, they you just take a 10 minute rest and you get your stamina points back whereas hit points takes a much longer time to restore so yeah I, that's kind of the, the, the advantage to stamina the way i mechanically yeah yeah um the way i kind of interpreted it reading the rules is you get into a fight and someone punches you in the face um and it stuns you and you take a little damage from that but you shake it off in you know yeah. just a minute or two, and you're up and running again. Whereas the normal hit points do not come back that fast, you know. Yeah, exactly. And so it's it's a way of I guess of expressing stun in a way, and I, I it's a pretty good idea because you could easily die from getting punched in the face in the old game, which seemed a little extreme. So well, I think you were saying in a in an episode I forget where I heard you say it, but I, I know I heard a recording of you saying this, but in, in RPG and science fiction especially, like, it's really kind of hard to approximate sort of realistic uh, battles and so on. Because it's just, like, I, science fiction, I feel, is a little bit more realistic to most of us than, than fantasy, because fantasy is such a long time ago and there's so much magic in it. Science fiction, you kind of almost want more realism. So I think the stamina thing is kind of nice because, yeah, as you say, I don't, I don't think I would buy getting killed just by being hit in the face, possibly, as much as I buy just being able to shake that off. Well, I mean, if you wanted to be absolutely realistic when it came to uh, tremendous amounts of damage, like, say, firearm damage, no stamina points at yeah. all. You just get shot and you die because that's <laughs> yeah. really how it happens. And you're you dead, know? yeah. But that's not that's, a fun that's game. That's still a problem. Yeah, yeah. that is not a fun yeah, game. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, we used to do that. Occasionally, the our, our uh, game master would bring in firearms, you know, from time traveling, mm-hmm. whatever. And, you know, the people dropped like flies. I mean, it was just the, the body yeah. count was very <laughs> high. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a very different feel. Let's see. So your key ability score, it tells you, is your dexterity. I think we already knew that. Is there a minimum on your your uh, key ability scores? I wanted to be a pilot, but I only had a six in that. Like, I, I for whatever reason, I had stuck my six in there. No, and I and I think that is probably why they save. Why they were probably thinking, oh, let's save the ability score for last, because they want you to know going in what to put your best ability into. You yeah. Know? So if you've chosen to be a mechanic pilot, then they're telling you now, hey, you should have a high dexterity. So maybe that's why in their 
according to their logic, ability made more sense at the end of the scenario. Well, you know, actually, from that standpoint, that does make a lot more sense. To what doesn't make sense is asking you to add all these bonuses in when you don't have any place to put them. Just yeah, to, put, to yeah, things that don't that exist. Don't exist. Yeah. That I had a little trouble with, but I mean, yeah, I mean, logically speaking, that does make sense if they're telling you at this point. Well, if you want to be a mechanic, you really do want high decks, and be like, oh, okay, well, that's the one that I'll I'll put everything into. Yeah. I guess it's yeah. I guess it's valid. It's just very alien to me. Yeah. I guess it's valid. And I guess we could have just we we could have just written down the numbers that they were telling us to write into blank slots and then add ten to each or or and then roll for the abilities and, and put that in there or something. That's so true. I, I guess we could have done it differently. Yeah, but. it's true. And maybe the fact that I keep thinking in terms of I got to roll my dice. You know, I got I got I have to roll for my stats. Alters the entire production in my head. You know, the fact that I'm going to have these numbers and I I have to have I have to know what they are before I can start adding bonuses to them. But maybe if you aren't rolling anything at all, it doesn't really matter. And you can just put on doesn't matter. You know, you can put a one, a two, a three, whatever the bonus for decks might be. And then, oh, I'm adding 10 to that. Okay, I'll just add 10 to that now. So, okay, okay, I take back every rotten thing I said about the way this is laid out. Okay, so let's do your skills now. Um, So you get. So there are things called skill ranks in Pathfinder and Starfinder, and that is when you invest uh, a point in a number of skills. Now, there is a limit to how many ranks you can have in a skill based on your level. So if you're at first level, you can only put one rank in each skill. When you're level two, then you can add another rank in there and so on. That's why the fact that you have certain skills that are class skills is significant because those get a free plus three regardless of your level. How many of these points do I get to choose for skills? You get four plus your intelligence modifier. Okay. And what is your intelligence um, modifier, Austin Bronx? Let's see. We are here. My intelligence is minus two. <laughs> <laughs> so you get two, I get two. skills. <laughs> okay. Yep. Well, I think one will be piloting. <laughs> <laughs> um, that is a wise choice. <laughs> Um, all right, so I already get plus three for, um, because it's a class skill, uh, because my class, correct, uh, my class, oh, actually, you know what, though, no, actually, you have to have a rank in it in order to qualify for well, that I, plus uh, okay, three. well, I'm putting right. a rank into it now, I assume I can only do one per skill, right, one rank per skill, is that what you correct. said, okay, so I have yeah. a rank of one, so I yep. also, so I get a plus three on that, when it comes to, um, Rolling for difficult, you know, against a, a uh, DC or whatever. Is that yeah. what we're... Am I understanding that correctly? Yep. Okay. Do I get a bonus simply for having a rank in it? Do I get another bonus point for that? Yes. Yeah. Uh, well, you know what? They're not super clear about that. I have always played it to be yes. Okay. If you have one rank, then you have one rank in it. And then if it's a class skill, you happen to have another plus three. So that, to me, is a total of four. Okay. Now, the, the even... The, the better news is, of course, that skills are dependent on your abilities. Mm-hmm. So if you're rolling against piloting, you're not just rolling. You're actually going to have effectively your plus, what did we say, four for this. Yes. Plus your plus three for being an attribute that you have decks. So you're okay. going to have a plus seven on your skill rolls. Okay. All right. Well, that's it's worth it, I would think, especially when I have... Shabby. Severe minuses in other areas. So, and I would think, let's see, minus. If you want to, if you want to excel at something, I would almost maybe consider putting in a, a rank into prof- the wisdom-based profession because you've got a good wisdom modifier. You know, so you're not like throwing this out. You know, with a minus something yeah. or another. My one question is, what's the profession? <laughs> I'm not exactly right. sure what that's gonna. I'm, I'm trying to look up real quick here. Yeah, yeah, what's I was professions? a little confused by that too because if it's 146 i think maybe um if it's a if it's like mechanic related stuff then that might actually that might actually be useful fashion you are skilled in a specific job or creative art you know how to use the tools of your trade profession is actually a number of separate skills you could have blah 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 when you put a rank in profession skill, you must choose the ability score keyed to that skill, charisma, intelligence, or wisdom. Common wisdom-based profession skills include bounty hunter, cook, counselor, dock worker, farmer, gambler, general, contractor, herbalist, maintenance worker, 
maintenance worker could be good. Manager, mercenary, yeah. merchant, miner, and smuggler. Yeah, it does say it shouldn't overlap with your existing skills. And maintenance worker doesn't directly. Uh, although that's up to you. It says you're the final arbiter, so it's up to no, you. No, I would say that was fine. All right, so why don't we do that? We'll take profession. We'll make it – I have to choose which number or which uh, – I'm sorry, which attribute I am going to put into, which seems really weird. Right? You wouldn't think that. Well, no, I guess. Uh, well, I don't know. A mercenary, charisma, intelligence, or wisdom to be a mercenary, and I get to choose which one. That doesn't make a lot of sense to me. But I guess it's just a way of using up that last little slot if you don't have anything else. I mean, it's working out for me right now. I can choose something that I'll actually have a bonus. Yeah. In. I mean, I think the idea is that you you choose now what sort of thing you're going to benefit in during the game, and as long as you've declared that yeah. now, then. If you tell me, hey, I'm going to roll to see if I can jury-rig this engine back together, and I'm going to roll on a profession of, uh, you know, mechanic or whatever, then that's fair. Yeah. All right, so let's go with profession. We'll do that. That was a good, good suggestion. And it will be for wisdom, and I will go with maintenance worker. Sounds good. So that's an effective choosing... plus five when, whenever you roll on that. So that's not bad. Wow. Should I put that? Yeah, I'll put that here, not under. All right. Plus five. Because that's right. that's just just to spell it out. That's the plus three because it is a class skill. It's a plus one because your wisdom ability, and it's plus one because you just now put a rank into it. So that's five. Okay. Well, that's actually very useful. That's actually really good. Yeah. So I can see why they did that too. See, see, they're knocking back all of my criticisms. That's good. <laughs> that's, good. that's good. Yeah. It's good since we're running through it. It's good to see how it's laid out. Absolutely. Or why it's laid out the way it is. But I I can tell you. It doesn't read this way. <laughs> no, I, I agree with you. Reading it straight up. I agree with you. You get more. What do we have? You get more to? stuff. As oh, a, I get more. As a mechanic, you have proficiencies. So you're proficient with light armor, which means that that's not never going to slow you down or anything like that. And you're proficient with uh, basic melee weapons, grenades, and small arms. Small arms, very nice. So I can use pistols and such, yeah. and I can throw grenades, and I can hit people with sticks. Very nice. By being a mechanic, at first level, you construct an artificial intelligence, a sophisticated program of self-motivated code that you can access for help in a variety of endeavors. This AI is the product of your own genius, far more advanced and complicated than any available for sale to consumers, though it falls short of being truly self-aware. And only you know the secrets of its creation and operation. Your AI can take on one of two forms, a drone or an Exocortex. Don't know what that is. Um, you must pick one of these forms on taking your first level of mechanic. And once this choice is made, it cannot be changed. So these are your feats. These are the feats that you get with, or I guess they're class features technically, but I think they're feats. So your artificial intelligence can take the form of a physical drone uh, that can follow you yeah. around and do stuff, like a little R2-D2. Uh, your exocortex is basically a uh, a cyber jack in you know at the base of your skull or something, and it, it's basically a CPU okay. for your for your brain. It, you can offload jobs onto it and have it figure stuff out for you. Um, and as you gain levels, you, your exocortex will be able to do you know more and cooler stuff. Like maybe it'll help you hack into stuff or whatever. I think I'll go with a drone. So you think I should put this under feats, probably? I, I'm pretty sure that these are considered feats, yeah, because they, they have the notation EX. That's an extraordinary ability, so I, I'm pretty sure that's a, a feat, technically speaking. Bypass, you are skilled at getting inside computer systems, oh, so I can hack. Well, that means that you get a, yeah, it looks like you get a plus one bonus to computer skill checks. Now, to me, that says to put a rank. I mean, is, is that how you're reading it, to put a rank into your computer skill? No, not necessarily, because, again, it could be something that happens outside yeah. of, you know, like, you know, oh, you can't go any further, but there is a computer display there. Can, you know, if you, you know, you're going to have to try to get through it, and it's like, oh, okay. Well, I, I have a little bit of knowledge because I'm a mechanic, but it doesn't necessarily mean that I've I've been trained in it i wouldn't necessarily think I, I get a rank in it just as you say i have some training yeah okay so write that down somewhere though like so that we yeah. remember to yeah i have that yeah okay this one computer skill checks and the last one was custom rig you've created a customized toolkit and used to hack systems and items 
custom rig. Boy, that really sounds like if you get that, if that's something you automatically have, it really does sound like you should be an expert in computers. It is a funny. It's a funny overlap. Like mechanic doesn't say to me computer expert, but I guess in this world, that's what it means. Probably in this future time, there are no machines virtually that aren't At, computerized. That aren't computerized. Yeah. Let's see. Configured to take an upgrade slot on your armor, or can be installed in cybernetic augmentation. Okay, I have all this stuff. But what's it do? More information on. Uh, I could put have an augmentation. All right. Well, using this rig, you always count as having the appropriate tool or basic kit for any computers or engineering skill check you attempt. That's not bad. Some mechanic tricks and drone mods require the use of a custom rig. In addition, you can use your custom rig as Mark 1 comm unit. Finally, if you have it... Well, that's nice, too. If I don't have a... If I don't specifically say I have a comm, I always have one because I have my rig. So that's not bad. Yeah. Finally, if you have a drone, you can use your custom rig to communicate over an encrypted channel with your drone. Issue commands to its AI or directly controlled. So I have I have a you know a trained dog basically yeah that I can control. And you can go as far down the rabbit hole as you want with the drone. I mean, probably not right this moment, but no. You know, but on I page can... seventy four, there are all kinds of you can basically build your own drone. They give you some. They give you a chassis, and you can choose whether it's a hover drone or a stealth drone or a combat drone. Yeah, and you can pick options. And, and, oh my and that goodness! Drone will it, have yeah, turns. It has its own yeah, speed it's, it's, and AC you're basically, and saving throws yeah, and everything. You're wow. sort of a ranger. You're a computer ranger. You know, you have your familiar yeah, at the first yeah. level, and they're gonna, or your companion rather, and they're gonna, they're gonna act on your turn. And so yeah. On. Well, that is not what I think of in terms of. A mechanic, but there are archetypes like that in various movies and stories and stuff. So. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, um, that's cool. That's cool. I'll just and you can down. theme it. You can theme it any way you want. You know, if you want it to be like I said, like an R two D two or something, then that can be what it yeah. is. If, you, if yeah. you want it to be something super cool and like a little tank, then that could be what it is. Yeah, it's really up to yeah. you. I'm not, as you say, I won't. I won't worry about that right now. I have it. I'm One just, more thing oh? about the mechanic. Okay. Uh, and that is uh, up at the top of page 69. First, you, you get your class level is one. So we go across there, okay. and you see that you have zero base attack bonus, okay. which just means that when you're when you're in battle, you don't get any special extras yet. Yeah. You'll, you'll get yeah. more as you level up. Uh, and then you also get a plus two on your fortitude and reflex saves and a plus zero on your will saves. So I guess we might as well go ahead and resolve your your saving throw uh, value. Yeah, right now. yeah, let's do that. Fortitude is your saving throw, and it is based on your constitution. Yes. Automatically, you have a minus two on your fort saves. The good news is that you have a plus two because of what we just read. So that cancels out the negative two from your constitution. Okay. So you've got zero on your fortitude. Okay. But it's worth noting that because, of course, as you level up, that will get better and better. Uh, my total is zero. My base save is minus two. No, or is no, that my ability is, mod? Your, yeah, your base is two, which we just you just got just now, and your mod, okay. your mod modified is a negative two from your ability score. Is minus yeah, two, okay. and that's why your total and is zero. We don't have any miscellaneous. Correct. Okay, my total is yeah. zero. Okay, all right. That's reflex. Cool. On the other hand, is based on dex. We know that your dex is very good. Yes. So your mod, your your mod on that is two. You get a plus two right now for free for being a mechanic, making your total reflex save a five. Five. So I had a, my base save is three, right? Because I have a plus three on that. Um, your your modified is is three because that comes from your ability score. So your your oh, mod, ability mod. That's yeah, right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. They're pretty consistent with that. And my term. Base... That's one term that they're actually consistent with. Modified means. Okay. You know, your ability modifier. Okay. You, your fine. base is a plus and base two save is from this. Is a plus two. Yeah, from being okay. a mechanic. So a total of five. Okay. And will. Will is based on wisdom. You have a pretty good modifier on that, if you'll recall. You have one modifier on your wisdom. Yes. Uh, yes you don't get anything on your will save for being a mechanic, but that still means that you've got a plus one to will in any time you have to roll against that. Okay. So that's good. And I think that's everything for your class. Class is kind of a big one, okay. I guess. It's, it's got a lot of a lot of fiddly bits. Sure does. So next in the in the rule book is to quote finalize ability scores, which of course is what we we skipped ahead on that and did that at the very beginning. Yeah, I think that's the basics. Yeah, we're we're done. Yeah, I think okay. you're right. Yeah. So we'll skip over that and then we'll go to step seven, which is assign skill ranks and choose feats. So we kind of started this already when we saw that your class came with a certain number of skills and so on. 
but we both made a note to ourselves to remember that I think it was because you were human, you get a plus one on any skill, an extra plus one. Yes. And then also a plus one of feet. Yes. So we'll look at the feats in a minute. But you want to assign another skill to yourself? Well, I thought that plus one was the bonus to a skill that I've chosen, not that I get an extra skill. Oh, okay. Or did I re- read that incorrectly? No, you could be right. You'd probably look it up. Let's see. Uh, it says, humans gain an additional skill rank at first level and each level thereafter. So, no, you just get a free um, you get a free rank to assign to any to anything to any skill so i could have another skill or i could boost one that i already have so just in case you're keeping count that this means that the ranks per level that you will whenever you level up you'll have three ranks that you can assign to any to to your skills because you'll have you'll have technically four but then plus your intelligence modifier which was negative two and then plus one for being human so that's three Every time you level up. Okay. I think I will put one in computers. Yeah, I think that's actually a good idea because it it seems like that's kind of the way that you're going, kind of whether you like it or not. The mechanic is a computer person. Yeah. Well, I mean, it it seems – they seem to assume that you're going to have it. I, I mean, it's not explicit, but that's a that's an impression. Yeah, yeah. So – I mean, it's not going to be a bad skill to have, obviously, in a – in a – Sci-fi universe, it's not – yeah. So right now, as far as I can tell, and correct me if I'm wrong – I have piloting, and that's, of course, my best skill. I have profession, specifically maintenance worker, and I have computers with a skill rank of one. However, computers are a class skill. They are a class skill. So I get plus three on that, correct? Correct. So that's actually, it's a skill rank of four, but I get a plus three bonus on it. Is that how that works? It would mean that you have a skill rank of one in that. Yep. And then plus three on top of that. Is that what you were saying? So that's four total. Yes, that's... Oh, okay. Now, by my math, effectively, that's going to be a plus two, actually, because you're going to have to add your intelligence bonus to any roll that you make on that. That's true. Which is a negative two, but that's fine. I mean, that's just, you know, that'll, that's a choice you made. Well, I'll write it down. Yeah, I'll, I'll just I'll put my uh, total there. So I'm a little confused about my piloting. I would think my piloting would be higher. I I, I have seven for I, your piloting. Um, for my piloting? Total, total on your piloting is seven, yeah. It's plus three for being... Because it's plus yeah. four, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's not too it. shabby. I was a little I mean, slow and I didn't mark it down. That's almost a, a 50... No, I, what I mean, is that? Like a, first level. Not a 50% yeah. chance, but... Something really high. It's like a 40 or 30%. Yeah, 30% chance, right, of, of succeeding. Something like that. You know, so I'll do a die roll and then yeah, throw exactly, it in. Yeah, exactly. Correct, so. yeah. Now you need to choose a feat, and I think our note said that you get an extra feat. Yeah, so you're going to have... Actually, so yeah. how many feats do you get normally, I wonder? Hold on. Blah, the number of ranks, blah, blah, blah. I'm on 16 under Assign Skill Ranks and Choose Feats. And it says, most characters begin play with one feat though humans gain a racial bonus feat. So you're starting with two feats. Okay. Now, feats are listed, and that's, this is, I mean, feats, I could be wrong, but, oh, I am wrong. Okay, in Pathfinder, feats, I think, I, again, I could be wrong, but I think it fills, like, I don't know, 25% of the book. There's just so many feats. <laughs> um, I guess this is still a new system, so they haven't quite gone overboard yet. But, yeah, so you have feats on page 152. There's a bunch of different ones. I don't think... It would make sense really to go through all of them. So I don't know no, if you no, want to kind of no. scan over them or something. Well, I mean, we know what kind of character I'm after. So yeah, exactly. Now I could, you know, I could try to spread it out and make. I mean, just for people listening, there are different philosophies about when you have this many options and you know so many skills and minor skills, like a feat, I guess would be a minor skill or a talent of yeah. some sort. Yeah, but yeah. When you have all of these different things, there are different approaches. And one is to try to make a character who's as adaptable to the situation as they possibly can. That's a generalist. And generally, they can try to do almost anything, especially when they have so many options available. When you're done, you have a character that if there's a fight, they can fight pretty well. If there's a technical problem, they can solve a technical problem. If there's some specific thing like medical or piloting or something, they might be able to give it a shot. But they're never an expert in anything, usually. Or if they are, they're not as good as somebody else might be. And the other approach is to make a specialist who more or less centers around one particular thing. And in my case, it's piloting and technology. That's what I'm going for with this particular character. He's not much good in anything else, but in those things, he's really good. 
So that's just so people understand when we're talking about knowing what I'm after and what I'm trying to create with this character. That's that's my philosophy or my approach. Yeah, and I think that's a it's worth thinking about. You could just go after one very specific thing or you could choose deliberately a feat that just makes basically no sense for that character, but maybe it's something that they've had practice in, you know in other areas of their life. Oh, there's another page. Okay, let's see. Maybe small arm proficiency, because I that said, that's one of the things that uh, I get. Uh, yeah, I have proficiency in basic. Well, I already have it, though, right? I already have... You already have it, I was going to say. Yeah, it doesn't that, get me better yet, what you, it again. Do it? Does what it you or? might want to do is... No, I don't think so. Um, I mean, we could check. What you might prefer to do is do strike back. Um, which is, it gives you a base attack bonus of plus one, which means that any melee attack that you make will have a plus one on it. That would be sort of related, I guess. Um, I mean, if you're going after something for combat, in other words. Well, some of these really seem redundant, though. Yeah, totally. Weapon focus and weapon specialization. And I think I think they're here because, like I, like you said, you know, some people are building some some very specific character, and maybe they want to, maybe they want a, a feat, you know, to really boost something, or they don't have anything in this thing, so they want a feat just to give them some bonus in something that otherwise they just shouldn't really be able to do. Okay, here's a couple of choices that seem very interesting. Sky jockey, piloting five ranks is a prerequisite. Um, do I have piloting five? That's a rank. You do. Really? Oh, do but wait, that's ranks. Yeah, that's no, rank. no, no, you don't have five ranks. Okay. So essentially, you're going to have to be, yeah. I can't get that that's until later, gonna... effectively. No. Yeah. Okay. Well, the next one up, skill synergy. There are no prerequisites, and you gain two new class skills or a plus two insight bonus to those skills. Ooh, nice. Okay. Why wouldn't anybody take that? Everybody should take that. You get two more class, <laughs> two more skills. I Honestly, mean... I think every, yeah, <laughs> I would take it, but, you know, okay, whatever. so... Um, Some people are very focused. Two more class skills. I got my list of class skills right here, so I can take engineering and why not some medicine? Ooh, nice. Yeah, somebody's going to get one. hurt. So that's really so. Good I assume idea. I have a skill rank of one in those now for a two bonus in both because they both have a negative two uh-huh. ability modifier. Yes, because they're both intelligence based. But since they're class skills, you've taken a rank three plus three that you get. So four minus two is two, two on the die. Um, I should mark down that this is my feet. This one feet. Yeah, absolutely. And I think there is a, a space on on the character sheet. And I got yeah. how many feats for being a the feet the number of feats I get are based on my class or my I know I get a bonus for being human, but do, or is it just your level? I think that all I would want to say about that right now is that you get one free feat when you make a first okay. level character. All right, so I think different classes get gain more feats at different rates. Okay. So, but but it's a given that everyone's going to start with at least okay. one feat. And I have two because I'm human. So you do have another to choose yeah. from then, right? I still have a second one. I still have a second one to choose from, yeah. So let me first write that down. Skill synergy. That seems overpowered. Um, I'm not complaining. Synergy. <laughs> as, you, as you yourself said at one point, I don't remember when, but you said like... Uh, a lot in this game is geared towards making sure that your character stays alive. Yeah. And that's just modern well, RPG. I, you know, that's I, like, that's, I, I'm that's the first the one deal. to say that, you know, that's probably the most important thing. You know, um, I, I, I had so many, yeah, yeah, there's yeah. just no reason not to, well, especially uh, just as an aside in the old days, there was this perception that it was the game master's job to challenge you. It was your job, you know, he's going to present puzzles and he's going to, you know, he or she mm-hmm. are going to present puzzles. They're going to show you, you know, an adventure that it's your job to get around. It's not their job to keep you alive, and it's not their job to tell a story or any of that. And that entire philosophy is altered, as it should have, because in the old days, you know, it was very easy to create a system where it was effectively impossible for your players to ever win, to ever complete a challenge. And... I, I think it. I think this is an improvement. I'm complaining a great deal. I'm grumbling because I'm an old man who grumbles. But this is a tremendous improvement just for that reason alone. Here's here's something. Um, nope. Sorry. Never mind. There's a bunch of prerequisites. Let's mind. see. I don't have that. All right. That would be cool though. Pull the pin. Perform a disarm to activate a foe's grenade. So, you know, it's that famous movie bit where, you know, you're fighting the guy and, uh, you know, and he knocks you down and he's like, hey, yeah, hey. and then you have the the rings in your finger, got you know, gr- and he's yeah. like, oh, got the grenade, and, then, like, and he yeah. blows up, you know, like five grenades blow up 
two feet away from you and you're still fine. Why aren't you um, it, it has a um, it has a uh, prerequisite. It's fun. It's, that would be a good one. We'll go with fleet. Uh, increase your base speed. Doesn't say by how much. Uh, let's look that up in fleet on page is on page one five seven. Fleet top of top Can right hand be- faster than most benefit while you're wearing lighter no armor. Yeah. Land speed so increases by ten. Increases by feet. ten. That's pretty good because I have a. And I believe humans start at thirty, right? Yeah, movement and position. Page two five five. Speed. Yeah, your speed is. I mean, I know it starts at thirty yeah, feet. Creatures land. I'm just always curious as to where they actually run. Yeah. yeah, it looks like medium creatures have a land speed of thirty feet. Yeah, six square. All right, so okay. I have forty feet. Cool. So you've got uh, you've yeah. got speed forty feet. Yeah. Yeah, if I'm wearing no or light armor, and I have a proficiency in light armor, so... Yeah, it's always good because, I mean, not all, depends on what you're fighting, but a lot of your enemies are going to be 30 feet speed, so it's nice to have that 10-foot advantage on on their movement. Okay, so that's pretty good. For some reason, they have buying equipment next. I want to kind of, before we do that, I feel like it makes more sense for us to resolve the resolve points, and that's step nine under finishing details but i i figure let's go ahead and get the resolve points out of the way so it says your character can use resolve points for important purposes including replenishing your stamina points you spend one resolve and you can get all your stamina points back and there are also some features some places that you can spend a resolve point to do something really special at first level your character has a number of resolve points equal to one plus the ability score modifier of her class's key ability score your key ability is yeah. dex, so this is one plus your dex mod, which plus three. is yeah. three, so that's four total. Yeah, so you have four okay. resolve points, so you can write right. that down. In one your, thing um, I didn't understand about resolve is how do those replenish, or do they replenish? They do replenish after a full eight hours of rest. Okay, All right. There might be some conditions where that's not true, but the weird thing about resolve for me is that you, I think you have to spend like... I mean, basically, you would never want to be in a situation where you have zero resolve points gone, because then if you get hit enough, then you just basically die immediately. So essentially, like, for all practical purposes, you are never, you, you never have all the resolve points that you think you have. I don't know. It's a little bit weird. It's Yeah, it whatever. is overly complicated. I would have, anyway, doesn't matter what I would do. It's not my game. Okay. I mean, it's funny, because, I mean, the stamina points I really like. I really like the stamina mechanic. It's just the resolve one, I feel a little bit funny about i think resolve resolve is like you know the hero's been you know beaten to the ground and he you know his willpower is yeah how can yeah, they possibly to drag him yeah to exactly the, yeah it's very, very movie centric yeah you just you just will yeah. yourself to survive yeah. somehow and personally i wouldn't have gone the route they went i would have made that based on something like wisdom maybe willpower and um mm, that's you know, a like really modifier, good idea yeah whatever your modifier for wisdom that's where your resolve would go in. And, you know, that may- Yeah, but that forces people, you know, that, that then makes that one stat super important no matter what. Yeah, yeah. And there are other, you know, other types of things like charisma. As I say, I put my worst number in yeah. there because <laughs> yeah. it's never. You know, it's, it's <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, outside of the occasional time when you have to impress somebody. Yeah. It has almost no value in the game. There have to be ways to make that an important statistic because it's important in everyday life. So why don't we have that reflected in the game? And I, I don't know. Maybe this game does it very well, and I just haven't run into it yet. For certain players, it will. It will. Like, if you were an envoy instead of a mechanic, definitely want charisma super high. I mean, I think that's their key ability. So there yeah, are some yeah. places where that happens. Okay, fair enough. So now you can buy equipment, and I do think that this is kind of worth just maybe maybe touching on because I mean there's a lot of equipment and stuff but but this is one of those things that a lot of people kind of forget about or don't understand in RPG and that is that generally in a rule book not all the time sometimes a GM just says yeah you, whatever you have you have I won't question it in in these kinds of games they they have a section in the core rule book and then certainly at least with Starfinder and Pathfinder um, there are whole other books that you can buy just of equipment so in Starfinder you start flat with a thousand credits that's just no matter who you are what you are you start with a thousand which means that you can look through the equipment uh section which pretty much starts on page 171 like realistically okay um and there's some melee weapons there are some small arms on 
on 173. And yeah. I think your choices are going to be... And there's armor, too, because you're proficient in armor, so you'll probably want to look at that. Oh, and grenades. Just for the sake of uh, this episode, um, yeah. I will buy weapons. I won't buy any of the other stuff because, it'd be, you know, they're going to be listening yeah, to I me mean, shopping just, at Walmart. Yeah, exactly. Just yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, but we'll buy weapons just to see how it works, just to see how it yeah. goes. So, yeah. all right, so I have a thousand... Thousand credits. Thousand credits. In in other games like in D anD D and even Pathfinder, I think the um, I think you can first roll. You can either you can choose to roll for your gold pieces in hopes of okay. getting above average, or you can choose an average amount that they give you in the book. Um, but in this, they just say, "Hey, you got a thousand credits." So that's that. In old school D anD D, the amount of gold you started with was based on your class, oh, so okay. that um, fighters always started with more and it was a die roll it was a die roll and fighters always started with more but their equipment was more expensive so they had to have more uh, yeah, money to start right. otherwise yeah. they they couldn't have swords or armor or anything like that so yeah. and uh wizards got almost nothing they had they had very yeah. little money to start <laughs> yeah and they didn't so. have a whole lot of health points either so there you go no oh, <laughs> that was really bad <laughs> you had to really um, like magic you had to be lucky you simply had to be lucky in the early yeah. days. Um, and you you always hung back. You were always way, way, way in the back. And that meant you always had something like magic missile or some kind yep. of attack magic. Range Everybody attack. had yeah. it because they weren't going to be doing anything else. That's all they could do is fight from behind. Yeah, I mean, the, the structure of the game dictated how you played the game in a lot of ways. And this... In, in large part, this has changed much of that. The, the ability to... I mean, in this game, I mean, we haven't brought it up yet, but this game has extensive magic rules so that you could have a game system, you know, a, a space opera game in the future that has magic in it. It has a character class that's very similar to a Jedi, and you oh, could yeah. do your own version of Star Wars with, uh, with this game. And you're... Which you is know, cool. I think that flexibility is really, really neat. I agree. However, I think those should have been supplements, not in the base book, because I think it's way too much Fair enough. to be thrown yeah, at. Yeah, but that's just that's, that's a personal taste thing. But um, at any rate, let me buy some guns. I want some guns. First off, hand, um, basic melee weapon. Oh, some of these are expensive. Good grief. Yeah, okay. I think you, for basic melee, I think you have a choice between... Realistically, well, no, it looks like there's some knives in there that you could choose from. Tactical baton. A knife is probably more useful. We'll go with a, a survival knife, all right? Okay, that's, so that's, that's 95 minus. credits. Yeah, I should probably mention, so so equipment, and you don't, you can keep writing, but equipment generally goes into two, possibly two places. One is on an equipment list on your character sheet, and then if it's a weapon, you, there's there's a space on the character sheet to kind of spec out the weapon and kind of mm-hmm. say what level weapon it is, what kind of attack bonus, if anything, it gets, what kind of damage it deals. Sometimes there are two entries with weapons, and the, and the reason for that is because you might have a weapon on your person but not, not in your hand. So yeah, you want to have yeah. it, and, you know, you want to represent it both places. Weapon levels, or even item levels in general, you have to be that level in whatever no. class you are? No. Nope. Okay. So the weapon level is... Actually, I, I hate that they used the term level for this. It actually just represents sort of really the quality. You might have even called it quality instead of level uh, of the of the weapon. So you can use you can use whatever level weapon you want. Now, what what you can afford is a completely different story, and that is reflected in. Of course, yeah. So so there is a little bit of control there, but but yeah, and sometimes there are a, there are add-ons to weapons like little. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, chips that you can put on your weapon to enhance their power. Yeah. And those yeah. will have constraints as to what level of weapon it is compatible with. Yeah. So that's, that's where that comes into play. many weapons can be enchanted if you're using magic in the yeah. game. I noticed that. And that can really buff your weapon quite a bit. Rather than another weapon, why don't I go with armor and see how armor affects my armor class? Oh, that's a great idea. Yeah. Yeah, let's do that. So that's on page... Page 197, looks like. Freebooter armor. Expensive, but it gives me a plus two energy and a plus three kinetic. That's pretty nice. Yeah, and we should probably mention that really, really quick. So the energy AC and the kinetic AC are the two different types of, of armor in Starfinder. And this is pretty specific to this system. Actually, actually, before we... I'm, I don't mean to interrupt, but before we go into that, let me buy that particular armor and we'll, we'll go over it directly as I'm modifying... My oh yeah, that makes yeah. Let's yep. 
Okay, so I am buying what did I just say? Freebooter Freebooter Armor One. Freebooter One. And that's a level two. Okay. So Freebooter Armor One. Say that five times fast. Bulk is and bulk um is just a reflection of how much stuff you can carry at any one time. And there are specific rules for that, I noticed, but won't go into those, I don't imagine. It doesn't really come into anything until you're no. trying to move everything at once. Okay, so I have my Freebooter Armor 1, and we'll go back up to Armor Class, and we'll start talking some armor. Okay, so my Freebooter Armor 1 gives me a plus 2 energy attack thing. <laughs> See, I don't know what this is for. Armor Class. Armor Class, of course, yeah. Energy Armor Class and Kinetic Armor Class, of course. Energy is getting zapped with a laser, getting hit with electricity, etc. Kinetic is getting stabbed. Slashed, punched, etc. Shot as well. So a shot specifically with a you know a bullet or some some kind of ki- something that delivers a kinetic payload. I do get an armor bonus, and I assume that's where I put my bonus, right? Yeah, because it says bonus. All right, so I do plus two on energy, and I do plus three on kinetic. I'm just starting off with those bonuses from my armor. But let's go through it because there are dex modifiers and other, it looks yeah. like miscellaneous modifiers as well. So uh, we'll start off. It seems like we start with a plus. Yep. We start with a 10 That's plus correct. our armor bonus. Okay. Okay, so I'm up to 12. I have a dex modifier. Now, how do they determine the that is always modifier. when they say modifier, they're very consistently talking about your ability modifier. Oh, all right. So I have a plus three on that. Miscellaneous might be from magic. It might be from what, yeah. like bionics yeah. or you know cybernetics of some sort. Yeah. Okay. So none of that applies. So I have a total of plus five. So my yeah. total is fifteen. Yeah. Which for energy, that's really good for a uh, for to to be able to okay. to avoid a, a laser shot. That's 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 nice. Especially for first level, I feel. Yeah, that's pretty good. That's not bad. With my with my uh, armor, and without it, I'm still at 13, which is pretty good. So Now, for the kinetic, it's even better, because I'm getting plus 3 for my... plus 3 for my armor for kinetic attack, and plus 3 for my dex, which is a 16 total. So that's actually very nice. That's very nice. Now, here's something I don't get. It, uh, my armor class versus combat maneuver. Yeah, so combat maneuvers is when... I, I, honestly, I don't know of anyone who actually uses this <laughs> rule, but it is there, and it's if you want to, like, grapple someone and hold them in place uh, or maybe drag them over to a precipice and throw them off the side or something, when you're defending against that, this is the number that they have to beat in order okay. to successfully, you know, grapple you. Okay. So, my just to write it down and have it there, um, my dex modifier for that is plus three. Um, my armor bonus is my kinetic armor class. Really? The the armor class itself? Well, no, I mean the the total the the, the total kinetic, which is sixteen. Yeah, the to, the total kinetic, which mm-hmm. is sixteen yep. plus eight. So you're twenty plus yeah, three. So twenty four or something like that. That's another thing that I'm not used to. Numbers going way past twenty. Yeah, isn't it weird? Yeah, it it really is. Yeah, it's, it's, it's very really strange. unsettling. I yeah. <laughs> the numbers add up. They do. I I know they all add up. Yep. But, Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 24 of 27. Yeah, a total of 27. Wow. Because that was simply impossible in the old days. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, because it wouldn't, it wouldn't no. calculate. It's crazy. But there were there were horrible compromises made as well, you know, um, like for, you know, human strength. Humans can only be, eight, you know, they can only go up to a strength of 18. Well, but some are stronger than others. So, you know, that now we have a percent dice. Yeah, 1830 and 1850 and 1800. Whoa, the strongest a human could buy. I mean, it was stupid. It was it was it was ridiculous. Below these is uh, is that DR? What is that? What does that refer to? That is damage Dam- resistance. OK, I. I'm I'm thinking that you don't have anything special for DR or resistance because I, okay. I feel like that would be more if you were an alien who maybe came from a a planet of acid you would be resistant to acid as gotcha. something that would yeah. you know so yeah as a human I feel like you're probably just kind of run of the mill All right we'll just leave it at that that's fine All right so armor class actually is I have to tell you, I really like what they did with armor class. I really do. It's it's so much better. It makes a lot would. more sense. Yeah, it's so, so much better. And you can get, yeah. you know, right into the detail, energy versus kinetic. And it does, it solves that problem of, well, you know, you shoot someone with a gun, they fall over. 
why yeah why why wouldn't that happen here and and we've got a little bit of that now we we can say well it's you know some sci-fi magic stuff but but it's like you know energy ac versus kac obviously yeah i mean i'm i never i've never played this game you know even though i have the rule book where you know this is all new to me but i used to play a lot of traveler and mm. one of the armor types that traveler used to have was um it was a type of armor called reflect and reflect was a mirror surface that you could put on almost any other kind of hard armor and it it, you'd spray it on you know essentially or have it applied you know at a armor armorers or something like that and that specifically was good against lasers it was specifically against lasers and if you had good reflex on your armor you know you might be shot up with regular bullets but they could almost never touch you with a laser when you had good reflex, and this is a way of expressing that. If they had an armor like that, and there probably is one in there if I looked closely enough, there probably is one very similar to that. It would give you an EAC that was very, very high, a great bonus for your EAC, but maybe almost nothing for KAC because that's not what it's for. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I really do like that. There, There is actually one more thing that you sh- we we should probably just at least have you choose. Okay. Um and that is alignment. Yeah. You know all the alignments. Yes, I know of the alignments. Yes. And I think that could this could probably be a completely separate episode if we were to actually try to explain what they all were, which we won't do here. So, did you want to choose one? I will probably just go with uh we'll go with um chaotic neutral. That's always been a fun one. You know, chaotic neutral characters are kind of yeah, maybe kind of the uh hand solo type maybe. I don't I think there's an argument there, yeah. Yeah, I mean, everybody has their own interpretation. I've read so many descriptions, people's opinions about what alignments actually refer (laughs) to. Just very, very briefly for listeners, alignment in classic Dungeons & Dragons, an alignment was a reflection of your spiritual condition uh, regarding what you consider to be good and what versus bad or what you consider to be chaotic versus order right and it was it's this chart of nine different alignments that kind of is they all dance between order and chaos and good and evil in D &D, it's high it's extremely important to know what your alignment is extremely because you're running into monsters that may or may not hurt you based on your alignment um you're running into magic items or magic too yeah Yeah. magic items that you can only use if you're a certain alignment and things like that and essentially if you're a good person and you believe in law and order then you're lawful good it's it's that simple and if you're a despicable person that believes in absolute freedom and nobody should ever tell you what to do and you're going to do whatever you want to do to anybody at any time you're chaotic evil and those are considered the two extremes so um in starfinder it may or may not have any value the um alignment yeah i think it would it would depend on the game on 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 what kind of adventure you were going through you are running one with magic or maybe those jedi like characters probably it has a very important you know it have it would more or less have the same role that it does in you know a a fantasy setting um if you're doing one that's more hard science or more space opera it's just a reflection of your philosophy in life really and there is a section for deity if deity matters and again in a fantasy world a high fantasy world deities matter a great deal in a world like this it depends is there magic in this universe if there is then yeah it matters if it doesn't then probably it's just a matter of your personal philosophy and you know your personal religious bent which will have an effect on the character but you know if there's no magic you're not going to run into a magic item that's going to zap you and kill you if you're the wrong alignment or you believe in the wrong god so so i'll leave that blank for now and all i need is a character name i'm gonna go with harry peter rollins and that's because his initials are hpr (laughs) nice very nice and that is him that's my character now if i was better acquainted with the rules and how this all this worked this would not take anywhere near as much time i would know exactly what i had to do and what order i needed to do it in to make it most efficient there's a there is a real lot to like in this but i don't know i always feel like i can tweak things or should so i i have the same problem because i mean obviously i like to write 
how-tos and tutorials on things. I just, that's something that for whatever reason I really enjoy doing. And whenever I see a text, I mean, the first thing that my mind goes to is like, how could this have been expressed clearer? <laughs> but hopefully that's what this episode is doing. I, I think that stepping through it really does make it congeal a little bit better. I'm understanding it better, but I've been reading it. Right. I still haven't gone sure. through the whole book yeah. yet, but I, I, I've been reading through the book. However, anyone listening to this episode, if if they don't have the book in front of them, a lot of this isn't going to make an awful lot of sense. It just it just won't. And sure. we are not following the order necessarily that they that they've expressed is the way to do it. But that's because I, you know. We don't think the order makes any sense. You know? <laughs> right. But, um, I think I think that the takeaway from this episode, if I had to choose, would be the idea that in order to build a character, you have to sit down with the text and look things up. I mean, it's, it, that's what it is. You know, there's no magic to it. You don't just stare at the character sheet and put numbers in. You don't have to have someone hold your hand through it. You just look at the text and t- do what it says and then... You know, if you have to, maybe practice a couple of times. And sometimes, yeah, it is. It's flipping back and forth, you know? I mean, like, we've been all over this book already yeah. um, just just to build this character. And there's an argument that, hey, it would be really cool if they could put all of the things to, in one place. And, you know, but this rule book is also a reference book. And so I think that they're trying to do sort of double duty. You know, here's how to build the character. And, oh, by the way, here's all the stuff that later, when you've already built your character, you're still going to want to refer to. We wanted that to be in a logical order. So it, it does a lot of things, but I think the takeaway is read the rule book of whatever game system you're you're building for and follow the steps. It's probably worth just sort of noting that if people don't think that this sounds like fun, look at another system. Like there's other systems that are a lot simpler where you can roll up a character in literally five or ten minutes and and then start playing. So it's it's not like this is the only way to do it. This is just one way. <laughs> You've been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by an HBR listener like yourself. If you ever thought of recording a podcast, then click on our contribute link to find out how easy it really is. Hacker Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club and is part of the binary revolution at binrev.com. If you have comments on today's show, please email the host directly, leave a comment on the website or record a follow-up episode yourself. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 3.0 license.